You're now listening to Locked On 76ers. Today we're going to be discussing a huge matchup with the Dallas Mavericks. Let's get into it. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome into Locked On 76ers. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm your host, uh, Kai Carlin of Sixers Wire, and I got my guy, Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer, with me on a very long travel day for the OG. Keith, how are you feeling, man? It's crazy. Long travel. The travel isn't isn't even over yet, man. Like, um, I... I wish I was in Dallas, but I'm in Houston and I won't fly to Dallas <laughs> until like tomorrow morning at like 9.30, 9.45. So it's going to be crazy. I may miss shoot around, but it's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's definitely been a, that was a wild trip. You and I have been in contact all day, but like the whole thing has been absolutely crazy. Today, guys, we're going to be discussing a big matchup with the Dallas Mavericks on Friday night, national TV game, 10 o'clock out there in um, – well, 10 o'clock on the East Coast, 9 o'clock in Dallas. Uh, and that game will be on ESPN. We're going to be discussing life as a beat writer as well. This, you know, traveling and things of that nature. And then we're also going to get into uh, All-Star, All-Star Reserves. We'll talk to, um, you know, who made it in the East and the West. We'll discuss snubs and everything else in between. But first, we're going to get into this big matchup with the Dallas Mavericks. So, Keith, um, normally when, it, when we watch Sixers-Mavs, right, it's normally – Ben Simmons gets thrown onto Luka Doncic. You know, Ben does his thing. Um, Luka normally doesn't have the greatest success against Ben. He'll put up raw numbers, but the shooting percentages are always a little bit of a struggle. Now there's no Ben Simmons, obviously. So they're probably going to rock with Matisse Thybul on, on Luka. And I just, how do you think Matisse will really fare against a guy like Luka? You know, I'm, I'm interested to see that. I, I am. You know, uh, Luka is a bigger guard. You know, Matisse typically has a lot of success against smaller guys, you know, um, because of his length. But I'm, I'm interested to in see what he can do. Um, you know, he he, he did a, a, at times last year when they switched, he did a fairly good job against Luca at times. So I'm interested to see what he can do. But, yeah, it's going to be a huge sample size. I really want to see what he does. I'm wondering if they're going to try to throw different bodies at him just to confuse him a little bit. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm, I'm interested. How do you think he'll do? I agree with you that Matisse normally does much better against a smaller guard, right? Like, you know, he did a hell of a job against Steph Curry um, in the one win over the Golden State Warriors earlier in the year. Um, even in the loss to Golden State out in the Bay, I don't think Matisse really did a terrible job against Steph. It was just, you know, Steph is Steph. He hit a couple of really tough shots. Um, and, and, you know, it'd be interesting to see how he does in this matchup, because as you mentioned, Luca is a, is a bigger player. Um, maybe Matisse can really bother him with his length and, and his defensive IQ and his acumen and everything else in between. But I do agree with you that we'll probably will, that we will probably see them throw different defenders at Luca. Like maybe there'll be times where um, I, I guess, you know, I, I think Seth is questionable, but if Seth can't go, maybe we'll see Danny Green get thrown onto him a couple of times. 
Um, maybe Tyrese will have to be switched on to him in a couple of different switches. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they do. But I, 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 listen, Matisse has proven he can hold his own before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has. He has. He has. He's proven that. I mean, he's a big – He's you know, he steps up. It's just that, you know, Luca is one of those slow – I'm not going to say slow – but he, yeah, he's slower, like, you know, slow motion, not really slow motion, but this and that. And, you know, if he gets past Matisse, will Matisse get in foul trouble with Lucas slowing down a little bit? You know, those are a couple of questions I have. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm again, I'm intrigued to see what, what happens because, you know, I look at Luca. And he might be, even though he's a point guard, he may be around the same size as a Dylan Brooks. Yeah. And, you know, Dylan Brooks isn't the most athletic guy, but Matisse struggled guarding him that game. So I want to see if, you know, what Matisse can do. But, you know, again, you know, Matisse, he, he has a, a reputation of shutting down elite players. So, you know, this is going to be a, a good challenge for him. And, and I'll see it, but, you're right, Luke. But last year, when Ben wasn't, when Ben didn't play, whenever Ben doesn't play, Luca typically destroys them. But again, Matisse is is growing; he's developing. So I, I'm very much interested in seeing what happens. Yeah, me too. And and you're right. Whenever Ben doesn't play, Luca just goes off. You know, mm-hmm. against Philly. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm very interested to see if you you just mentioned the foul the foul trouble that he could possibly possibly really get into Matisse is still a guy who does um commit a lot of fouls like like you know like there'll be times where like he'll kind of he'll just commit a a, a bad foul here or there and 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 that that's an issue against a guy like Luca because as you just mentioned he's a bit of a slower guard he's a little more meticulous with his moves um and he's really I guess more savvy is the word I'm looking for you know like he'll use Matisse's eagerness against him and uses aggressiveness against him there were a couple of times where even in the um in the win over the grizzlies on monday ja morant was able to use that against matisse because ja was able to throw a pump fake matisse would fly by ja would be able to get a finish so i'm very interested to see what happens in this specific matchup when it comes with to luca because luca is the same kind of crafty savvy player when it comes to his scoring yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to be interesting. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Is there any other matchup you'd like to see? The the other one I'm really interested in seeing. I know Kristaps uh, Porzingis is out for this game. So, um, but they are going to start Dwight Powell at center, I'm going to guess. So I'm interested in to see how Joel does against Powell. And, and everybody's going to be like, oh, who cares? It's Dwight Powell. But Powell kind of is an, is an underrated defender. He's not like a huge shot blocker or anything. But Dwight Powell does a really good job of, um, like really getting good position, forcing guys into tough shots. And with the way Joel has been shooting the last couple of games, like not just with um, not, not just the, the loss of the Wizards on Wednesday, but it, it was also like the win over the Lakers, um, the win over the Kings. He wasn't exactly shooting the ball well. So Joel is another guy I'm looking forward to seeing how he responds after the, uh, the loss to Washington. Yeah, he's extremely active and, and uh, talking about Powell. And, you know, let's face it, there was a, a – maybe it was – I don't know if it was last year or the year before where the Sixers went to Dallas and, and Powell had a, a heck of a game. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was yeah. like, whoa, who's this dude? You know right. what I mean? 
So he had like an out body experience against the Sixers. <laughs> so you know, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, that, that's a pretty good matchup. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that one as well. Yeah, like all, all of these matchups, and you know, it's, it's a shame to go missing Tim Hardaway Jr. because Tim Hardaway Jr. is like one of the more like he's one of those he's a good second player next to Luca, especially with the up and down play of Kristaps Porzingis, you know, Hardaway Jr. was always a guy they could rely on, but um, that again, that's going to be, a, that's going to be something the Sixers are going to have to take advantage Keith, because even though the Sixers are not going to have Furkan Korkmaz, they're not going to have Shake Milton. They possibly might not have Seth Curry, but the Mavs are going to be down two starters. So, and Porzingis and Hardaway. So, Again, this is one of those things, Keith, where it's just like they have got to take advantage. And they've proven in the past, especially in the game against Washington, they, they kind of drop these games sometimes. Yeah, they play better when they go up against teams that are fully uh, staffed. Think about this. So the Sixers headed into Thursday night's games in third place in the East, right? Right. But they were three and one against the, the, the teams number one and two combined, like, uh, they were 2-0 and against uh, the Bulls, Chicago Bulls, and 1-1 and against Miami, right? Uh-huh. The game they lose to Miami is the game where Miami only had 10 players available, uh-huh. right? Right, you know what I mean? It was the game where Tyler Hero didn't play, the game where Bam Adebayo didn't play, the game where Jimmy Butler didn't play, right? Uh-huh. But when Bam, but when all three of them play, the Sixers win the Beatles. I mean, they have a trend of playing, like, struggling against undermanned teams and struggling against woeful teams. So, you know, it's weird. Like, that's another thing I want to pay attention to. Now, who knows? They'll probably be motivated based off of coming off of this Washington loss, right, amped up. Um, But, yeah, they they tend to struggle against undermanned teams. Yeah, they really do. I mean, it's it's really mind-boggling. But, hey, that's the way the NBA goes sometimes. All right, the other side of the break, we're gonna we're gonna get into Keith's travel uh, on his way to Dallas, and it's gonna be very interesting. But first, we are going to hear from Bet Online. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. The NBA trade deadline is Thursday, February 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and Locked On NBA will be covering it live from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd, and NBA veteran Antonio Daniels and get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to Locked On NBA YouTube and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. Okay, Keith. So, uh, as you mentioned at the top of the podcast, you are not in Dallas. You are you are stuck in Houston uh, at the moment, and um, you, you know the the Sixers again set to take on the Dallas Mavericks in Houston. I looked it up; it's about a good three three and a half hours from Dallas. So, uh, just walk us through just a terrible, terrible <laughs> travel experience for you uh, on Thursday. Yeah, man, it was crazy. So look, <laughs> so. 
you know, everybody kept talking about, man, it's, it's going to, the weather's bad. The weather's bad. Like, the weather's bad in Dallas. And I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. So my flight was supposed to be at 11 o'clock. So me, I try to get to the airport early. So I got there like nine o'clock, right? And I'm sitting there eating like some food. And then all of a sudden, you start seeing people like lining up at the gate and at the ticket counter. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? Nothing on my phone. And then all of a sudden, your, your flight is canceled. I mean, your flight is delayed. And then, but the other flights before us were canceled. So I'm like, hmm. Then all of a sudden they canceled the flight. So then what happens is I get on a flight that was from two o'clock that was going to take me to Grand Rapids to uh for Grand to fly me to Grand Rapids. Then I was gonna have a three-hour layover and I was gonna get to Dallas late. Well, the second leg of that flight was canceled. Oh so then yeah, it was crazy, right? So then like I get on another flight and <laughs> and, and then that's supposed to leave at six o'clock um and it reroutes me back to philly and uh but then as we get ready but as we get ready to land in dallas that's when i get word that no planes are able to land in dallas i mean we were literally descending <laughs> and then we had to go back up and then we we flew to houston so when we get to houston they're like you know people are are panicking what and whatnot and um they were like well we got vouchers for you in the you know a hotel voucher and like a meal voucher but the meal voucher is funny so guess how much the meal voucher is for how much ten dollars what <laughs> yeah yeah you better go to yeah, mcdonald's like for that huh <laughs> you better go to mcdonald's with that ten dollars yeah, meal exactly. voucher. It's like ten dollars like i'm like okay i won't be able to use this one not tonight where am I go? So uh, maybe I could go to uh, like yeah, I, I, yeah. You're not gonna be able to use that. So you get the ten dollar voucher, and then um, uh, like I, you know, I, I get here, but then tomorrow morning the flight's like nine thirty. The Sixers shoot around is supposed to be at eleven thirty, but the media availability, as you know, is before. Always. So I'm probably going to miss it. You know, just because with you know with the bags and all that other stuff, I, I'm just or I'm gonna be cutting it close, so I'm a little disappointed at that. But I'm gonna be honest with you, man. This this is like, like something you have to deal with. It happens at least once a year. Um, I mean, there's been three different occasions I had my luggage lost. Like I remember one time I went to Detroit, and like <laughs> it was a back to so I had to go the day of the game. Like I, it was a back to back. I got there. The day of the game, I had to go and buy clothes. I mean, it was back to back. So that day, you know, I had to go buy and clothes, buy clothes, right? So they, I never got the hotel, never got my luggage until after I flew back to Philly. Like they were like, "Hey, we got your bag." One time, I was in, I was in uh, Miami, right? We were in Miami for like two days, three days. It was one of those, dude. They didn't find my luggage until like the third day. And actually I found it. I kept getting up in the morning, going to the Miami airport. And then one day I just saw my bag. So I see my bag over there. So I walk over and get the bag, right? So I walk and get the bag and I tell the people, at, you know, at the, um, 
at the office, like, this is my bag. They're like, okay. But next thing you know, I'm still getting stuff in the mail saying, we're sorry that we couldn't retrieve your bag. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a joke, man. It's a joke. Now, see, I only had that happen to me once. And um, it was when we went to, I, I went to Miami uh, January 15th when they, when they played the Heat. And I, I think you couldn't go because, you know, you you had COVID. At the time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you had COVID at the time. So, you know, I, I went to Miami and literally I had a seven o'clock flight from West Palm Beach to Charlotte to Philly to come home. Right. Mm-hmm. But the second leg of that, the Charlotte leg got canceled. So I had to reschedule my flight from seven o'clock to earlier in the day to about four thirty to go uh, straight from West Palm Beach to Philly, to Philly because in Charlotte, it was the same thing in Dallas. Charlotte didn't know how to handle the snow and they had a little bit of a snowstorm and they, w- they wouldn't allow flights to, to land in Charlotte or, uh, or even fly out of Charlotte. So it was a, uh, yeah, it, 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 was, it was a crazy time because I, I, was, I was shocked. I was just like, you guys don't have salt? Like, you guys don't know how to handle that? That's weird. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. And that's what it is in Dallas. They're saying it's like an ice storm. It's a whole, well, they say it's a, a, just a bunch of ice now, right? And they don't have the salt. <laughs> that's Great. wild. Now, see, that's insane. Like, like, okay, like all the southern cities, like, okay, Dallas, Charlotte, we understand you guys don't get as much snow as we do here in the Northeast. But, I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't you keep salt? Like just in case, like like just in case you get hit with some ice or some snow or something like that. Like, wouldn't you just be like, hmm, maybe we should do this just in case? You would think, you would think, <laughs> but it's, it's 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 crazy. Especially, dude. Let me tell you this: I hopped off the plane in in Houston, dude. It's colder here than it has been the last couple of days back in Philly. That I say, I can believe that it was uh, it was it was warm. It was warm on Thursday. It was it was like it was like in the forties, so it was it was like upper forties or fifties. It's cold. I mean, it's freezing. Like people were like, <laughs> people didn't want to go outside and wait for the Uber, or like stand outside <laughs> wait for the shuttle. I was like, man, I don't, I don't care. I mean, let me brave it. Let me brave it. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Like, let me just go out there and figure it yeah. out. Like, I'm a man. yeah it was crazy listen life life is a b-writer life is a b-writer i think that now now see i I don't travel as much as you do obviously but like the uh, there was one time i did a back-to-back earlier in the year when we went to detroit remember that and i had to catch a 4 30 a.m flight out of philly just to go to chicago just to go back just to go to detroit and then to come home, it went from Detroit to Charlotte to Philly. And that was yeah. the, the weirdest layover. Yeah. I mean, it can, it can become crazy. It yeah. can become crazy. I mean, that's the stuff that a lot of people don't recognize. Like, a lot of people think, oh, you got to just get to go to games. Like, well, you got to get to the game. And, yeah. like, and the thing is, the one thing you don't want to do is you want to avoid flying through Chicago at any time. Because the flights are always mostly canceled there. Like, it's yep. crazy because uh, of the weather. Yeah. And the one, the one thing is they always tell you because of cancellations and delays, cancel, they always say it's always best to take the first flight out in the morning 
just because, like, say, like, if you have a 6 a.m. flight and that get canceled or delayed, then you could probably get on the 8 something. Right. But if you take, a, you know, a late afternoon flight and it gets canceled nine out of 10 times, you got to come back the next day or a couple of days later, you know? No, nah, for sure. My, even my flight from Chicago to Detroit got delayed. It got delayed by like an hour. It was a, uh, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. I to- totally understand that. Now, you know, just, just an absolutely wild time. People don't understand, like, you know, the travel that some of us have to go through. So, listen, yeah, coming up next, we're going to be discussing, uh, discussing the All Star Reserves, Eastern Conference, Western Conference. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about some snubs, get back to basketball a little bit. But first, we're going to hear from Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions, right? If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or, or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories calories 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs and there's so many flavors to choose from coconut almond peanut butter brownie raspberry cookies and cream salted caramel mint brownie and many more in fact built is always coming out with new limited time flavors so check out built.com often to see what's new go to built.com use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com the all-star reserves have officially been announced, right? In, mm-hmm. the Eastern, in the Eastern Conference, we have Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, and Fred Van Vliet. Garland and Van Vliet, that's their first uh, all-star appearances. Congratulations to them. In the Western Conference, we've got Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Carl Anthony Towns. Green will not be playing in the all-star game. He's hurt. So Adam Silver will come up with a uh, replacement for Draymond Green. So first, I guess we'll start in the East. Um, do, do you see any, any anybody that, that, that didn't really deserve to make it? Or do you see, think of anybody who got snubbed or anything like that? Uh, it's hard for me to say to someone who didn't deserve to make it. I know, like, you know, Jalen Brown made it last year. So sometimes you figure, like, okay, you know, he's even having a, you know, an okay season. Maybe he'll get it again, right? But LaMelo Ball, like, I felt like he should have made it. You know what I mean? I mean, I felt like he was having an all-star caliber type of season. So I think that he might have been the biggest the biggest uh, snub to me. Um, but you got to look at it. Um, Fred Vliet is having a heck of a season too, though. You know, and, you know but LaMelo is Mr. In- a- excitement. Yeah, like I thought LaMelo Ball definitely should have made it. Because not only is he, is he having a great year, his game, Keith, is made for All-Star Weekend because mm-hmm. of how exciting that he is. Um, I don't think Chris Middleton deserved to make it. And, and, and here's why. Like, you look at Middleton's season, I feel like Middleton made it because of reputation. You know, he's been an All-Star before. He's been a two-time All-Star. Um, so I feel like he made it on reputation. Now, he's still averaging 19.6 points. He's getting you 5.2 assists and five and a half rebounds, but shooting is down. 
three-point shooting is down. The Bucks, you know, they're really they're really winning because Giannis. So if there was one guy on the roster on the East Reserves who I would take off and put a guy like LaMelo Ball on, it probably would be Chris Middleton because or, or maybe Jason Tatum, but, you know, T- Tatum's ha- having a really good year in Boston as well. So I don't know. For me, for me, it'd be Middleton. Like if I were to take somebody off the roster and put LaMelo on there. Yeah, I think Middleton is always that safe pick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there are certain times where, like, a guy like Kyle Lowry or someone, like, if it was, you know, he made it before, he made it a couple years. So if he was, like, close with someone and you really had a tough decision to make, it's like, well, shit, shucks, let me just go with Kyle. <laughs> right? right. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and I think that this year, you know, that's what it was. Like, Julian Rand- Julius Randle, he kind of, like, regressed, right? I'm yeah. just saying if you're going to say a, a power forward, right? And I don't know. He just had a – yeah, he, he regressed as in regards to productivity of the season. And then Tobias was struggling, you know, for a while, so he wasn't going to get in. So I think, like, yeah, it was more or less, uh, well, we got this guy. He made it, like, two other times or three other times. We might as well just go with him. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I think. Yeah, they definitely went with that. But, I mean – Van Vliet's having a hell of a year for Toronto. I'm, Darius Garland is having a hell of, hell of a year for Cleveland. He's been a really big part of the Cavaliers' success. And the fact that the All-Star game is in Cleveland, you know what? Go for Darius Garland. Uh, James Harden was a no-brainer. Zach Levine was a no-brainer. So was Jimmy Butler. Um, I, feel like, I feel like everybody on the Eastern Conference Reserves, Keith, was pretty much like like deserved and like a no-brainer type of thing, except for maybe Milton and Tatum. And the only reason why I say Tatum is because I know his field goal percentage has been down. Um, the Celtics really haven't been like that, you know, a really good team all throughout the year. So, uh, like, you could convince me that you could put LaMelo Ball over Jason Tatum. That, that That's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah, and but what about what about clutch sports? And like, the guards are from there. Like, no, uh, like. You got Zach Levine, you have Garland, you have uh what's the other one? Um, that is another one who who's with Cl- oh oh Trey Young. Like I'm like, wow, you know what I mean? Like, yo, you, you, you know what? Guard. Yeah, you know what? I mean, where's Ben Simmons, Keith? You know, like where, where, where Ben Simmons at? <laughs> I know, right? Well, well, he got votes. I know, right? He did get votes. I did see Keith. Uh, I think Ben actually got two player votes. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody knows how good he is, but we're not we're not going to get into Ben Simmons. We're not going to do that. Just a little joke. Um, Western Conference, Keith. There was one guy mm-hmm. I feel like definitely should have made it. And the only reason why I feel like he didn't was because he plays in San Antonio when the Spurs aren't that good is DeJounte Murray. DeJounte agree. Murray's having a hell of a year for the Spurs. I agree 100%. You know, he's the one guy that I saw who – I looked at it and said, okay, he's getting the best of Tyrese Maxey this year. He was the one, like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, he, uh, yeah, it was, I, I didn't understand that one. I mean, I, I guess, you know, the thing about the Western Conference, it tends to become, okay, a bunch of guys who get grandfathered in for the most part, or, or, or they keep, like, getting overlooked for whatever reason and finally they like okay well we gotta let them in now like you know you know what i'm saying it's just the west is crazy man i, I don't understand it 
But Chris Paul is having an MVP season. For sure. You know you have to you have to get him. But um baby boy, as they call him, DeJounte Murray, like I hate the fact that he didn't get picked because there are certain guys who, you know, they always get overlooked, 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 and then it just becomes a point like, oh well, he hasn't made it before, so let's not like give it to him now if everything's equal. Like how I said, like the Kyle thing and, and the uh, Chris Middleton thing. You know what I mean? Like, all right, yeah, they're similar to the other guy, but they've been all-stars before. So it's an easier sell. I hope he doesn't get, you know, fall victim to that. Yeah, and you know what, Keith? I mean, he still could be like an injury replacement, right? Because as we mentioned, Draymond Green isn't going to be able to, yeah. to participate. Yeah. So, you know, like who knows? Maybe Murray could still get in there. But – the fact that it has to be like by an injury replacement though, really is it's a little crazy to me because, you know, on the season, Murray's averaging uh, 19.6 points. He's leading the league in steals per game with two. He's averaging 9.1 assists. He's pulling down eight and a half rebounds. He's shooting 45% from the floor. Um, not a great three point shooter. He's at 31.8% on 4.2 attempts per game. But the fact that like, he's like doing all of that, while also having to kind of be a, a, a somewhat quote-unquote veteran mentor type of leader for this Spurs team, definitely, mm-hmm. I definitely feel like he definitely should have made it. But, I mean, as I said, he could he could still make it. It's probably on an injury replacement. Yeah, yeah. And I'm with you, too. I don't really like that. I mean, I like it. Like, you get to play. But, like, to me, Devin Booker made it the last two years, like, with it as an injury replacement. And you're saying to yourself, like, he's way better than that. You know what I mean? Like, For hey, sure. You know, it's kind of like, okay, we need a guy to play in the game. So <laughs> here you go. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Because then, then like, the guy who was replaced, he's still an all-star. So it's kind of like, okay, like, okay, right. one team, 12 all-stars. The other one has 10. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I Like, I was just thinking about it. Kevin Durant, you know, he's a starter. Durant's not even going to be able to play in the game either. So who knows? Maybe LaMelo Ball could be an injury replacement for Durant too. So Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Like, like you know, like, like there are still kind of some guys out there that could still be um, selected. I like Anthony Edwards as well. I mean, I think I think Anthony Edwards, if, if he didn't play in Minnesota, you know, like it's kind of like, like him in Towns. It's just unfortunate that they play in Minnesota, you know, this – it is what it is. The, the wolves are still the wolves, but still yeah. really good. Still, still really good players. All right, guys. Thank you so much for making Locked On Seventy Sixers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. For the OG Keith Pompey. I'm Kai Carlin. We're out. Keith, please get to Dallas safely, man. We need you to be in Dallas, and we, we are out. We'll see you guys next time. Deuces.